Hi, my name is Joseph and I'm Kashina and we release a podcast every Sunday where we will cover the topics of faith, marriage and parenting, giving you insight into our journey as a Christian family. You can find us on Instagram at a family bound by grace or email us at a family bound by grace at outlook.com. Hello everyone. Hey. So today's topic is going to be about purposeful parenting. Interesting. Um, so Sheena threw a term t- towards me um, called helicopter parenting. Yeah. <laughs> which I've never heard of before. Um, so I'm sure there's other people out there that haven't heard of it either. So Sheena, do you care to let people know what is helicopter parenting? Okay, first of all, what did you think helicopter parenting was? Uh, oh, yeah. I, no, I don't really think that far. Okay, cool. So helicopter parenting is usually people have this misconception that it's the person who doesn't let their children do anything and they can't breathe and they can't run and they can't do anything fun. But actually, the definition of helicopter parenting is a parent who pays extremely close attention to their children's experiences and problems, particularly at an educational level. So the question is... Mm-hmm. Are we helicopter parents? I'd be like eighty <laughs> to ninety percent there. Eighty to ninety percent there. Okay, we go pay, on. We pay quite close attention to everything that they're doing. Um, we're not watching them all times of the day and stuff. No, they don't always have to be downstairs if we're downstairs or upstairs if we're upstairs or whatever it may be. Uh, more than the garden or whatever it may be. So I wouldn't say we're helicopter parents, but in terms of where they are in general, yes. Who we let them go out with, yes. I mean, yeah. We are, are, I agree, 80 to 90% helicopter parents. However, I'm going to put it out there. I think that we should be helicopter parents. I believe God wants us to be helicopter parents. And there's a, in Deuteronomy 6, verse 7, it talks about how we should teach our children diligently. Diligently is a strong word, you know. Diligently, um, and shall talk of them, them being God's commandments. When we sit down in the house, when we're walking by the wayside, when we're laying down, when we rise up, And so God wants us to be able to teach our children continually. Now, the only way you can teach them continually like that, when you're sitting down, when you're rising up, when you're walking, when you do it, is if you're actually there with them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the only way. I mean, I know we've had a lot of interesting statements made. Um, Positive criticism. Yes, let's, let's go with that. Positive criticism. <laughs> no, we have. And I can understand where they're coming from. So one of the things that I get told or people say a lot is, if you don't send your children to school, for those who don't know, we homeschool. If you don't send your children to school, how will they learn to deal with situations without you being there? 
so our children are quite young. They're five and mm -hmm. two. And almost my six and three. Almost six and three. They're getting older. <laughs> Um, but my response is always, they're really young at this stage. And how will they know how to handle it without me showing them, teaching them diligently how to handle um, these certain situations that come up? One of the things, and guys, we're not always with our children as much as I'd love to be. We're not actually always with them 24-7. Yeah. But there's been times when they've been in a situation... I've been close enough to hear the situation they've been in and can then have a conversation with them about that situation. Um, and this isn't a pro-homeschooling topic. It's just the reason why we do things the way that we do it. Um, there's a really interesting quote. Do you want to tell them? Oh, talking about the Jesuit one? The Jesuit quote, yeah. Yeah, so there's a quote. <laughs> there's a quote and it says... Um, Give me the child for the first seven years and I'll give you the man. And that's a Jesuit um, quote by someone called Ignatius um, Loyola. And it's, 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 it's powerful because it's the first seven years and that determines the rest of your life, basically. You're set in your, in your ways. Not to say that things can't change, but they become a lot more difficult after that. Which is scary because we've only got a year and two months Yeah, left. Yeah, for the girls, yeah. Yeah. And it's the reason why we yeah. we believe God wants us to put so much effort into, especially those first seven years. They're crucial. And for, for people who aren't Christian to realise just how crucial those first seven years are, I believe God wants us to realise as Christian parents just how crucial the first seven years are. And the question is, is what are you doing with those seven years? Yeah, because what's the other country? There's another country. Sweden, Sweden. Switzerland, Finland. That that realise <laughs> realise the impact that it has. And so the children don't actually go to, to, to school for the first um seven years. For the first seven years. They're at home with their parents and I'm guessing that the I haven't looked into this part, but I'm guessing that the state obviously funds that or whatever it may be. Um but it, it just shows you how crucial it is and they when they go go to school they're not anywhere behind um, the people in our country, or whatever it may be, our country being United Kingdom, that have been at school since birth. <laughs> <laughs> they're, no, not, they're not any far, they're not any worse off. They're not any any far behind. And in some cases, they're actually ahead. Uh, so it just tells you how important these first seven years can actually be. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of people like Moses who God had mercy, he wanted, he knew that Moses was going to be the ruler in Egypt, not the ruler in Egypt, the leader, the leader mm -hmm. to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. So he wanted to make sure that those seven years, well, we don't know how many years, but no. those first years they, were protected. Yeah. And he was with his Hebrew mum, Samuel, before he went into um, the temple, he stayed with his mum until mm -hmm. he was weaned. And and then he went to the temple and both of them kept in line with what they had been taught from when they were a child. Yeah. So those first seven years, or those first few years, let's just say, I guess, don't actually give dates, but first seven, seven years are quite crucial. Yeah. I mean, there's a really good um, YouTube video that I will put the link to below. And it just, 
gives more scientific facts as to the reason why those first seven years are so crucial. So your right-hand side of the brain is the side of the brain that develops first, and that side is the spirituality side, the creative side, and it takes seven years in girls, longer in boys, don't shoot the messenger, to develop, and then the left-hand side of the brain develops, which is the academic side. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's just how God created us. Like, it's okay. We don't have to be so um, focused on the academic side. We don't need to neglect it, but we don't have to be so focused on the academic side. What we really need to focus on, and I say, I remember saying this to my dad, actually. I said, I'm out here struggling to get my children to share and to be kind. Two plus two can wait. And the reality is, is our children's character has to come first. Mm-hmm. The one thing that won't change when we go to heaven is our character. And so they can be the best lawyers and the best doctors. Great, mm-hmm. perfect. But if they don't have a love and a passion and a desire for Christ and to, to serve others, we really failed as parents. Mm, pretty much. Um, and for that to happen, I think we're just very careful about who they were, where they go, what they were. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. No, so just to emphasize the other point, so yeah, the first seven years, longer in boys, if you say so. Um <laughs> it's a creative side and stuff like that. And if you force the child or put the child to to learn all the academic side, um it does begin to squash the the, the creative side of your brain. Um obviously that's not definitive for everybody in terms of there are some people that obviously go to school from a very young age and they come out and they're very creative still. Um, but that's in usually how it works. Yeah. I mean, as much as we're saying this, we have to be fair. We have to be honest about the struggles of actually oh, being a, a helicopter parent, for example. We... I don't get to go nowhere. <laughs> I don't get to go nowhere. <laughs> We do sometimes, but I mean, our list of people who we would leave the children with are very few and far between. You know, everywhere that I talk to you, I've got to interview them. <laughs> I'm sizing them up. Um... Do you, but do you know what, though? The, the reality is, is when you, if you allow your child to go with the wrong person and they undo what you've yeah. worked so hard to do, it it's hard work. Time. I remember working in the secondary school and we would spend the whole week getting these children. I was going to say I'm only children, but that's a bit mean. Getting the children to say thank you, please, have some form of manners. And then they'll go home for the weekend, come back after the weekend, and we had to start all over again. Anybody who works in a school or um, teachers, I don't know if you can relate, but it's hard work. And this is one of the reasons why we're so particular about who we leave our children with because God is our witness. We're not perfect. We're not saying we're perfect. We're far from perfect. Nope. We have, honestly, God keeps on showing us things that we need to work on. But when you're being trying to be obedient to what God's showing you and you put in all of that effort and then they go somewhere and they come back with saying things that they shouldn't be saying and ideas that they shouldn't have, and then you then have to undo all of that work. Yeah. The question is... teaching them something new, first of all. Yeah, but the question is, was it worth you going out for those couple of hours and leaving them with the wrong person? 
And that even includes family. So there are some families that just don't understand in general. Like family members that just don't understand in general when you're told them that your child doesn't do certain things, but yeah, not everybody's going to respect your decision. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who it is, really. You have to, you have to be careful who you leave it with, who you leave your children with. 100%. And talking about respecting your decision, we're very... I think it's really important, and I'll, I'll place this link below as well. Um, there's a curriculum called The Good and the Beautiful. I don't know if I quoted that correctly, but I'll put the link below. And it talks about the books and how books have changed since I think like the 1800s, I think she was saying. Whereas the books nowadays, it's all about children going on adventures and not telling their parents anything. We don't want the parents to know. And it's all keeping secrets from the parents. The lion, the witch in the wardrobe, they go on this massive adventure and then when they come back, the parents are like, where did you go? Nowhere. Whereas before, the parents were always present. It's so weird. Well, it's not weird. We know how the devil works, right? Mm. And so you have to really be careful about the books that your children are reading. And the only way you can do that is to vet the books. It's not even just the books, the TV shows that they're watching. Mm -hmm. Always ask yourself, what's the real message behind this? I remember when the girls before, at the very beginning, we let them listen to um, nursery rhymes. And there was this nursery rhyme, um, Johnny, Johnny, yes, papa, eating biscuits, no, papa, open your mouth, and then he'll go, ha, 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 because he lied. What is that song teaching your child? That it's okay to lie. And I know I know, some of you are going to be rolling your eyes at me like, okay, you're taking it too far. No, because when they do it and you're wondering, where did you get this lying from? Because I don't lie. Listen to Johnny Johnny, no papa, because Johnny Johnny's yeah. telling your children it's okay to lie. And then what you then have to do as a parent is un undo what mm -hmm. they learn. So if we just are more careful or discerning of what we allow them to watch and what we allow them to read you save yourself a lot of heartache and headache and stress and discipline <laughs> discipline discipline is constant discipline is not negative but that's another podcast for another day <laughs> yeah discipline part two <laughs> um, um yes yeah. so yeah you have to monitor everything that your child's doing you, you I'm not saying to stand over the, them all day, every day. And I know it gets tiring when they're always under your, your feet as well. But at the end of the day, would you prefer them to be learning from you or from random things on the TV that's teaching them? The wrong thing. The wrong thing. It goes to eating as well. We're very, we're very particular about what they eat. And I know we also get a lot of stick for that. It's just a sweetie. I hear what you're saying. But you see how I'm struggling with this sugar stuff that I've got going on? <laughs> What? I don't want them to have the same struggle. No, yeah, you know what's funny actually. Um, so previously Zeke was asking me to um, put on Thomas the Tank Engine, and I thought, oh yeah, that's from the childhood. Yeah, that should be fine. I put it on, and every moment when it's um, the controller person, he's called the fat controller. I'm like, but that's not how you can. That's not how. That, that's not how you call people when you're on the street. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's up, fat banker? Yo, what's up, fat IT work? Like, you can't, I like, I can't, like, I don't want Z to be going around calling people fat this, fat that, and I'm like, okay. So I had to, I had to switch it off. I was like, okay, well, I mean, 
obviously my childhood is going to be different to yours now. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're going to run. And the fat controller walked over there. I'm like, what do you mean the fat controller? <laughs> what? It's, yeah. it's really interesting, actually, because, I mean, a lot of things that we did, we don't allow our children to do. Not that our parents did anything wrong, but now we just see things differently. And the things that were okay... They're just not okay anymore. They're not okay. Um, one of the other things, I know people think we're crazy. I know you think we're crazy, but we're not. Um, one of the things that God showed us was how problematic it is to allow your children to say white lies. Okay. Yes, we will later, okay? Let's just finish the podcast first, all right? how detrimental it is to allow your children to say white lies now bear with me I know you're probably thinking white lies are okay or you're thinking I don't white lie but when you say things like um what's an example oh my days you've got okay Joe's a parenting okay thank you Right, you say that you don't like, um, you don't white lie, but when you say things like, when you say things like, um, oh look, you've got an elephant on your head, to make the child look around, is there an elephant on their head? No, but we say it as a joke, right? But what you're saying is sometimes it's okay to lie. But if you lie to me when I ask you, did you eat the biscuit, and you say no, then we have an issue. Well, and it's really it. Listen, when we we're still on this journey with God showing us and revealing us things that we thought were normal and okay, and He's saying it, it's not okay, and this isn't how I want you to raise your children. And like I said, everybody's different, and I think we get convicted at different things at different times. Mm-hmm. But being a helicopter parent or paying extremely close attention to your children and their character and making sure anything that is not of God is rectified or dealt with prevents having to deal with it when they're older as teenagers. I think that's what it is there as well. Would you prefer to do this for the rest of your life or just for the first seven years? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because like, once you get once you get it into place, you put in the hard work now. I'd like what you do at school, I guess. You put in all the hard work now so that when you go to school later on, you can relax because you're getting paid for all the hard work that you put in. You put in the hard work now so that later on your children will make the right decisions so you don't have to be helicopter mm-hmm. parenting when they're 16 or 17. And yeah. when they turn 18, wondering where they are because you never ever kept track of them before. And now they've had this... this I don't know, this rebellious stage coming up or whatever it may be, I don't know. But the thing is, is with this rebellious stage, right, it happens from childhood, like it from does, young, yeah. that those no, terrible twos yeah. that we were like, we're not calling rejected them terrible twos. Um, but the, the, the stage where they're really defiant and they don't want to do what they're told and they've got baby, baby backlash, baby backtalk that you can't even understand because it's babbling. If it's not dealt with or you don't, um, teach them the better way of handling the, their emotions, then they just have the same outbursts as a teenager. 
You need to just bear in mind that what may be cute now won't be cute later. Yeah. So deal with it now. Yeah. In love and the right way. And I think this, the the word, the Bible is very specific. It, it says to teach and to train up your children in the way that they should go. Guys, we hope you have a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. Fantastic week. Great week. And don't forget to have faith. Show love. And give grace. Bye. Ciao. So we just want to encourage you, parents who mm-hmm. may feel like it's a long, boring, monotonous mm-hmm. road training your children. Semi-rewarding at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Feels like it's one step forward and ten steps back. Um feels like you're sacrificing literally your life i get it we get it we understand but you know what god says in his word that um do not grow weary don't get tired of doing the right thing don't go weary doing doing good in due season you will weep don't don't give up don't give up on your children and don't try to do it in your own strength either because it's not our strength as parents Take it to the Lord in prayer. Listen, the Most High God bless you with those children. So he's going to help you, help us to raise our children to be mighty warriors for him. I truly, truly, truly believe it. So that'll be our Bible text for today. Um, or for this week, rather. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. Yeah. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at a family bound by grace. If you have any comments, any questions, anything you want to put in, send it to us, message us. We have an email account as well. A family bound by grace at outlook.com. Um, comment below. We should get our, your comments, I hope. Um, yeah, well, if you're on Anchor, you can send us voice notes. Um, I don't know about all the other platforms. Definitely. Um, and if there's anything you want us to podcast about, let us know as well. We'd be interested to hear what others want to hear. Mm-hmm. So on that note, we want to say have faith. Show love. And give grace. Bye. Ciao.